Welcome back to listening to Rescue and Rosé. And as most of our followers know, this is a podcast put on by Erica Cartwright and Dana Close, two good friends that have been running rescues here in the Valley and realized we have a similar bond for our stories and our experiences. So we hope you enjoy our random chats about rescue and sometimes when you need a glass of rosé. Hey, Dana. Well, hello, Miss Erica. How are we doing today? Good. I'm ready to rescue and rosé, but I know this is a heavy, heavy topic we're going to do. Yeah, so it's gonna. we're trying to make it a little shorter today just because it will be kind of a heavy, heavy. little yeah. heavy lifting. Yep. Yeah. So welcome to rescue and rosé, and today we're going to talk about dogs and grief and processing those feelings and emotions, what people do to get through that after they've lost a dog, and then how do you help someone that has lost a dog, right? Mm Because that's hard too. Yeah, honestly, statistics show that um, losing a pet can actually be harder than losing a family member. I did read an article about that, and it's because where do you put your grief? Where does it go? What's the outlet? Well, and also, too, like your family member, most of them, except for maybe your significant other and children, aren't in your day-to-day routine. Like your Mm -hmm. your dogs and cats, like like... You get up, you feed them, you look them out, they go everywhere. Like, yeah, and whether you want them to or not. Exactly. You have a routine, and so you you notice their absence, I think, more frequently than you do, like, your cousin or your aunt or your uncle who doesn't, like, live in your home you know so it's it's they they definitely say that that... I didn't think about it that way Mm -hmm. like because you're missing just an extension of yourself like Elvis I'm not kidding when I say he goes in the shower with me he sleeps next to me on the pillow more so than my I mean when was the last time you went to the bathroom alone at home I I mean I don't yeah (laughs) it's like it's like oh it's you're never alone because you always with the dog is there my husband went in with me slap slap yeah (laughs) um so yeah, and I think another part, too, is, like, not being recognized for going through that grief is really hard, too, because people yeah. are like, oh, you lost your dog, I'm, I'm sorry, are you going to get a new one? I mean, unless you're in the dog world, I think people that are in the rescue world, like, I mean, we have a we have different understanding, like, I mean, obviously we know how heavy it hits, but we also know that we can't get too lost in our grief either just we because have, we can't because we, can't, we have there's more to do right. like you have to get out there and, and get the on with the next one, one. Yep. yeah so it's it is hard for us like people can shut down and say okay don't want a dog for a year two years three years I'm not ready I'm not ready and it's like we don't you could still be wiping your tears and then your hand goes out and someone puts a dog in it to right. help Absolutely. so it, it's harder I think in the rescue world maybe that's part of compassion burnout because you never really get to grieve well I always say I compartmentalize things and I, I have like too. deep dark holes that are like locked and vaulted that I think I don't at some know point what's in yeah there. and sometime down in my future <laughs> if those get opened up it might be a very scary yeah. day but when I yeah. go uh, Alzheimer's or whatever and I just start saying random stuff like believe it people yeah because it's, it's coming <laughs> from somewhere <laughs> It probably really did happen. It just got vaulted <laughs> right. away. Oh my gosh, yeah. Uh, so in grief too, I going through it, it's like all these emotions happen, right? So grief, people think maybe it looks a certain way where you just cry and, and sit in bed and eat bonbons or whatever. But like I find in my grief, dark humor is mm-hmm. one way that I get through it. And I don't know if it's a coping mechanism or if that's normal or... That's your personality type though. Like, I mean, because that's... Really funny. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah you, but you, and, and dark humor. Like... <laughs> Always be like Erica too soon, too soon. <laughs> I do have to work on that. Yeah, well, maybe just a couple days. <laughs> Give it a couple days. Right, right, right. My bad. I'm sorry. No, I think it is true. It's you know because 
I'm the type that like, okay, like it happened and we just go, like, we just kind of get, get back to business. And I mean, I, I don't ever want it to come across as cold and insensitive because it's definitely not that, but I'm just, I'm, I'm not one who, who can like wallow in my grief. If right. I do, like I, it, it just, I mean, it'll either become Consume too consuming, you. right? Yeah. I just need to kind of get up and like, what's next? Who, like, what, what do we need to do to, to get the next one right. and in like, a better place? And it, it kind of even goes like me personally, because I do have a lot of dogs, like I wouldn't have the dogs I had if I had stopped when the first one passed away that was my heart and soul. Like right, when right. Winston passed away, that was really traumatic for me. I don't know if I ever shared the story of it. So this is, I guess, the the heavy part of what we're talking about today. But Winston was my first dog. He was a little poodle Pomeranian Shih Tzu. Mom's name was Muffin. Dad's name was Princess or vice versa. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So he was this little fluffy thing. And Winston was about 15 and a half when he did pass away. And he passed away on my lap in my husband's Camaro on the way to the vet to put him down. Because I had probably waited two months too long. And that was maybe my grief. I didn't want that day to come, and I should have. He was in a diaper. I didn't shower for days at a time because I didn't want to put him down. He was blind, deaf, wasn't eating, little skeleton of a dog, and just wore a sweater because all his little fur had fallen off. So um, the, that was traumatic for me. But if I had stopped after Winston passed away, I wouldn't have Elvis I wouldn't have cookie. I wouldn't have girlfriend. Like, you know what? Like these dogs all needed me and I needed them too. And I, I know it's hard for people to want a dog after their dog passes, but I think the misconception of you're trying to replace that dog or forget about that dog with another dog is not true. But sometimes that only thing that fills that heart shaped hole in your heart or sorry, that paw print shaped hole in your heart is another paw print. Mm Mm-hmm. Because they can grieve with us in a way that I can't ever console you. You know, we can send flowers, we can say sorry, we can hold each other. But like what a dog's love does in that dark moment is magic. It's just pure magic. Well, and it's what <clears throat> what you're also doing for a lot of them too. Because it's almost yeah. like you can do it in their honor, right? Like In their honor, I like that. Yeah, it's because, you know... Even if it's not like for us, like in the rescue world, like I don't necessarily have to bring another dog into my home to like honor a, a dog that passed mm-hmm. away, right? Like we can do something in honor of who we've lost to help other, to dogs. Help other dogs. You know what I mean? And so for me, it's, it's always kind of just been like, you know, I, I try to find ways to do that. Like, and when I see sometimes a dog that maybe reminds me of a dog I've lost, I'm like, that dog needs us because that's like, I want to help a dog like that because cause I see, can see, I mean, obviously not exactly the same, but, but it's like a reflection there. of them that yeah. like, I can see like, that dog needs just a little extra, and I think we can give that to them. Mm-hmm. So that way we can kind of boost them and give them the life that they deserved in honor of one of our lo- like right. lost So that's pets. one way to grieve. Yep. Um, we were talking about this a little bit too. Like, what do you do with your dog yeah. afterwards? This is hard for me. So I keep the ashes. I keep the paw print. Um, I also um, am going to be getting some tattoos in honor of my dogs. Um, different different ones. I mean, they all kind of have a different place. Mm-hmm. Um, my Jackson was already on me before he went. So, I, but I do plan on doing. I've like always wanted. I've always wanted to do like a portrait of him, and I just haven't found the person. Or that's the hard part too, because you don't want your dog to look. Well, and he's a, was a black dog. I mean, it's not easy to do a black portrait. Like right. it has to be a right person, right? Because yeah. that was something I always struggled with. But 
Um, and then Chloe, like I always said, she was kind of like, even though she was kind of a mean Chloe, <laughs> she, she was kind of like my bright little flower. Cause I mean, she loved me to death and mm-hmm. she just, I, I just loved to see the, the sparkle in her eye after, cause she was so lost when yeah. we got her. And then when I saw that like first, like beaming brightness in her, I was like, we did good. Like no matter, yeah. even though she's kind of crazy <laughs> and she was kind of out there, we gave yeah. her a really, really good life. And so I always kind of wanted to do some bright flower colors for her. Um, but I feel like tattoos are very popular mm-hmm. in memorializing and like grief. Like a friend of my, I'm in, you know him, yeah. he got his dog, he's getting his dogs and it's really, I love that. It's just not, not for you. I would for do. Sure. I wish I could. My husband, I told him like, you should get all our dogs and their names and their year or something mm-hmm. on your arm. Like if he was to do, I'll just put my dog tattoos on him. Yeah. There right. you go. Yeah. There you go. But uh, what I think we talked about ashes, right? Like I've never gotten my dog's ashes back. I've never done that. Um, like Tarzan, my big Rhodesian, when he passed away, I sent his ashes with the other dogs. And my reason for doing that, not to get it back, but was like, he was my warrior dog. Like he was this big, massive Rhodesian mix. And he just was, he was a warrior. Like you think of like Viking dogs, you know? And so they gave me the option and I don't know if people know this, but if you don't request your dog's ashes back, which gives them a private, um, uh, cremation, cremation, Mm -hmm. your dogs goes in with whatever other dogs were being cremated that day. And I just felt like Tarzan now gets to run with a pack and I wanted him to get shipped to the other side with them, you know, so he didn't cross the bridge alone. Um, it's hard it's hard because I feel like there's like no way to do it right to like but there's also no wrong way of doing it there's also no wrong there's no like and it's you it's your it's and that's what I think people need to understand like it's an individual grief is is not there's it's 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 not the same and it's never going to be the same for every animal you lose every human you lose it's and it's it's your grief and what you choose to do with it there's no right or wrong there's no right or wrong in it and it's yours. I it's wish there was a handbook. I know. just said, do I... these three things. You yeah. wake up feeling great. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's fine. You're yeah. fine. Yeah. Well, I buried um, Winston, the little dog I was mm-hmm. talking about. We buried him in our last house backyard. And I, As a kid, that's what we did. That's I mean, what that's we what we did. I mean, yeah. I was a grown-up yeah. when yeah. I did yeah. this. But, like, do I go get him? No. Do I go back there and dig no. it up? Do you definitely do not do that. Thought about it. Because then we're going to be like seeing you on true crime because these new people that own this house are going to be like, why is this, why is this crazy <laughs> lady in my backyard digging? Oh, there's bones. Oh, shoot. Did she murder <laughs> someone back here? <laughs> well, he's got his collar on. Yeah, so yeah, I yeah. Know. <laughs> hey, you never know. <laughs> true true what crime. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, um, so, with, so then getting the ashes back, I think I would want to do the diamond thing where they take the ashes and make it a diamond which is like three four five six thousand dollars but it's a process it's a cool process i mean and if you can afford to do something like that i mean it's amazing like i mean start saving my dogs can't die for another 10 years because i'm well then you have to figure out like do you do that for all of them do you do that for like who do you like i guess you who do you do do you do it for all of them do you specify who's your heart dog like who do you want to be a diamond like who's your diamond do you know what i mean like or is multiples diamonds i mean and again it's you can't like so I have um, necklaces that have my dog's photos in them. Just, I think those are really and I like special. Um, the one love peeps when Jackson passed, they got me a blanket with his name and his like a photo of him. One of my favorite pictures of him, and I tell you what, that's one of my most prized possessions. You actually 
wear it all the time. I do. Right? I mean, and, I, it's it, it's such a comfort to me. And it's like, I mean, I may be, you know, a 40-something-year-old with um, a, a blanket. <laughs> call it a blanket. It's okay. It's a blanket. It's, it's, uh, it, it goes with me um, most places. And, uh, you know, it might be my um, emotional support blanket at this point in my life. Can you take fine. it on the airlines? I can actually. Okay. I just have to put it in my drawer. register it. And then, no, yeah, <laughs> it can go with me everywhere. Blanket. Yeah, it's my emotional support blanket. You have a card it's for it? A, I do. It has its own license and <laughs> registration. <laughs> just but I mean, and I think too, it's it it's you know kind of going back to what you said. Um, you you waited too long, right? I waited too. And long. that's something that we see often because, and I don't want this to come across to offend anyone, but like. Oftentimes we selfishly keep them for too long. Mine was a hundred percent selfish. And it's it's hard, but it's hard because you you know we're making a decision that they have zero control over. But then again, we're also making a decision that they have zero control over because they need us to make that decision for them. Because they, they would stay for they would. I mean, if it were up to them, they'd probably stay forever. And they would deal with the pain because they're all so resilient and they're so, like especially these bullies. I mean, their pain tolerance and pain threshold is like you don't have the time if they're in pain. They've been in pain for a long time and they are like their pain is 10 times worse than what they're showing us. So it's hard to make that decision decision. because you question one, they can't tell you. Correct. Yep. Two, you don't know and you could maybe get two different opinions from vets, right? Mm -hmm. Like, did you try this food? Did you switch to this? Are you giving them this medication? Maybe the surgery will work. Maybe the surgery won't work. Like, I mean, there's. And then you have that guilt. Guilt. The guilt afterwards. Did I do enough? Did I not do enough? Like, well, and scheduling a death date is probably one of the ugh. worst things ever because when you know your dog, you're at a point where you you do have to put them down. I mean, it, a lot of times, I mean, not that because it, it, there's a difference, right? Like, there's a difference when you schedule it because you know that it's time and it's. I don't know which is easier or worse, like, or it's a trauma thing where you're like all of a sudden at the emergency vet one night and all that, like you have to make a life or death decision right then there instant when you don't have a lot of time to process mm-hmm. because they're either dying or they're living. You know what it's I mean? It's a and very it's, emotional, high stress, yes. traumatic situation. So I look at it, I had my one cat Colby and he was, he was my um, cat that was like a dog. Like, and I had had him since long and early in my single days. He, he moved with me out here from New Mexico He was a feral cat when I got him. He was, oh God, he was just wonderful. And I had him for 17 years. And he, um, one morning he was fine. I had multiple cats at the time, which, you know, now high insight, like realize he probably had some more signs showing that I just didn't pick up on because I did have like a litter box for two cats and you don't always notice things when there's two cats. I've never. Because he had kidney failure. So like I could have noticed like his pee was pooling more but there's two cats so you just wonder if they're peeing in the same spot in the litter box anyways so he was fine when I went to work in the morning I came home that night and he was not fine and so I rushed him to the emergency vet and he was in kidney failure and it was so it was like I could either keep him alive by dialysis and then have some time to see if there was anything we could do or I could make the decision at that point to let him go and unfortunately like I mean he was 17 I didn't think it was right to put him through dialysis for me to keep him like for me to keep him a little bit longer. I was like, no. So unfortunately we made that decision. It was like so fast. Like I didn't get to do anything that I would have normally like done with him. Like, you know, like having like a Colby day, you know, and doing some things. Um, and so when Bubba was his, his other, his brother cat, um, he was 15, I think at the time when, when Colby died, and, you know, I wasn't going to get another cat because my husband and was allergic, So, but they came with the marriage. So they had their own little room in the house. 
Um, and then Bubba was by himself, and he was, like, he at that point was 16, and I could start to see the signs, because kidney failure is very common in older cats, um, and so I saw it kind of coming, and so for him, I was like, I'm not going to let this be a trauma. I see it coming, the writing's on the wall, like, I, he's an older cat, he's by himself now, like, I, I'm just, I'm just going to do this, like, it's just time for him to go, like, mm. and so I scheduled his, but we had a fun, like, we had a fun time. Like, we had a fun day. I mean, you can't do as much with cats as you can with dogs. Yeah. But, like, he got all of his little favorite treats. He got tuna for breakfast. You know, all the little fun things. And then I said goodbye to him, and it wasn't traumatic. It was like he just went very peacefully. And so I've always kind of said that if I can avoid the trauma, I want to avoid the trauma. Because to me, the trauma, having to make that decision instantly and not even really in a clear head because it's an emergency situation, if I... Yes. can prevent that I'm going to prevent that because I like so with Jackson with Chloe like same kind of thing like when I saw the writing on the wall of where we were with them like I was and I mean Jackson got to the point where he could hardly walk he was having accidents and he could just see how like he was just he was mentally would have stayed forever but his body was done and I was like we we it's just time. That's you know? the hard thing, right? Yep. Because it's not ever that their minds and their bodies go. Nope. It seems like it's one or the other. Because Chloe, it was her mind. Her body she was would like have last forever. Yep. Right? She mm-hmm. would just, where is she? What's going on? But she was walking, eating, pooping. And that's mm-hmm. one thing that the vet will ask her. The eating, pooping, yep. blah, blah. And the other part of that too is like, if, if they're showing you signs, is it going to baseline at that for a while? Or does it tank really quick? And right. you don't know... So, like, with Tarzan, again, being my warrior and my, like, strong Viking dog, he, I wanted him to go out with dignity. I really, truly mm-hmm. wanted him to go out, like, never, never being feeble. He got to the end where his, like, little back legs were old man legs and butt, you know, and he was a, he was a 110-pound dog. He was a big boy. Well, at the end, I missed that date. I had called around because you can do in-home euthanasia, mm-hmm. and we'll talk about that in a second too, about what that looks like. I've never done it. I tried to do it with him that day, but I missed it because his stomach twisted, <gasps> and he was dying in my arms, like on the floor, and so we had to call my brother, took him to the vet, and she said, it, we could put him down, but he's going to die in like any minute, but we put him down because I didn't want him to be in pain because it's right. very painful. Right. Um, but it's that baseline. It's like, are they going to stay at this kind of old or does it go really quick? And when do you, when do you decide? Is it too soon? Is it too late? And I think obviously the more you have experienced it, there's things that you're like, okay, that's my threshold. So my, one of my thresholds is if they can't hold their, their bodily bodies, functions yep. and they're at a certain age, it's like, it's going to go really quick because, um, when my Nana died, the doctor told us, like, don't feed her before she died. We obviously didn't feed her after she died. That would be weird. Right, right. But before she died, the doctor said, if she doesn't want to eat, don't let her eat or don't make her eat, even though that's what, like, what we feel like mm-hmm. we should do. Like, we try and feed them this. We try and try this little bit of chicken or different foods or this treat, right? Because we feel like giving them food is going to make them feel better. It doesn't because your body can't process this food now. And so it's just rotting in their insides and it becomes painful, so he said, don't feed her. And so, um, like, I won't force feed my dogs. But what I would do is on their last day, which I've never had to do this with a dog yet, is, like, a fun day, like you talked about, mm-hmm. you know, like, with your cat. I did it with both the dogs, too. Yeah. So, yeah. Like, I want to do that. Like, that just sent, like, a bucket list day kind mm-hmm. of thing. Well, so, like, I mean, to me, because it's, 
I mean, it's sad because you know it's like a bunch of laughs for them. Like, you know, like. But they don't but know. But they don't know that. They like, don't I mean, know. like for Jackson on his last day, because he got to the point. So he always had, um, he had really bad um, osteoarthritis, and it was mostly in his spine and his back legs for a long time. And then it went to his front legs. And once it went to his front legs, was really kind of the beginning of the end, just because, I mean, his back was then was already frail. And then you put it to where it's like, you know, the 70% of their body weight is in their front. So yeah. then he already has a weak back end and now his front end. Like I was having to basically take him in wagon walks and he was such a trooper. He loved his wagon walks, but like, that's what we did. Like that morning, like we, as a family, we would just went on a wagon walk and we walked him around his neighborhood. Cause that was his, like one of, he lived for his walks. He loved his walks. So we did a wagon walk. Then we had gotten his sister. She went on a wagon walk with us and like, cause they didn't really, we, I didn't really walk them together cause they were a lot, but you know, and he did everything. We went, we got a pop cup. We went and got, he had breakfast, like steak and egg breakfast. He had in and out as his last dinner the night before. He had his cupcakes with his name on them. Like he had a whole party, like, and it was yeah. just in his honor. And it was a, a day I'll never forget. I know that. Like, you know, I mean, I don't forget a lot of his days cause he was, he was my yeah. heart, but it's just, and we took my husband cause he takes really good photos. He, he did a whole photo shoot with him too so we got to like I treasure treasure those photos like they're just a treasure we did it with Chloe too she she I mean I'd never seen her like I got to I didn't have to drive when I went and took um Chloe to get her pup cup and I was like able to see her with she's never driven with her head out the window and like had the hit like the wind in her face and just I have a video of her and she's just happiest dog yeah. in the world I mean she loved it and her hers was her mind her mind was like she her cognitive yeah. was just not there so but seeing her she had a smile on her face I mean she and you know it's one of those things like it's hard for us like you know we're driving them you know, and you almost feel such a guilt feeling when you're driving them to it's so the vet. Morbid. Or, it's so morbid. Or, yeah. It's like dead dog walking is yes. how it feels. Yes. Even if you're doing all these great, fun things, it's like, oh, baby, you don't know what's coming. But that's the beauty. It's beautiful because they, they don't, don't know. know what's coming. Yeah, and it's not like, and I mean, it, it, it can go hard, but it, most of the time it doesn't. Like I've done, I've done two home in, in-house uh, euthanasias for, for my dogs, and I've done one in the vet. For dogs cats are a little bit different but um I don't know like they it was it, 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 it they both have their their benefits right so I think I it kind of depends in home I've never done I know it's pricey and yeah. the hard part about in home is unless it's super super scheduled good luck because with Tarzan I had like maybe two days to and they're like yeah we can do it next week we can so I wanted to do that so I actually had to cancel it because this stomach mm -hmm. went in but it's, it's not emergency. I mean, it's it, not yeah, an emergency. It, it has, it, it, you're planning the death date. You really are planning the death date yeah. with that. And I think it's special to do it that way. I would like to mm -hmm. do it because then they can have all their fur siblings there. It's more peaceful for them. It's for not sure. traumatic to go to the vet. For sure. I will say the vet that we did Tarzan's at, they have an entire separate room. Like it's like a back waiting room. It's peaceful. It's not a vet office with like it's an exam clinical. table. Yeah, it's not as clinical. It was really. It was really, really nice. I, I probably would go back there again. Yeah, I think it depends too. Like for, for me, um, it's also too like the relationship you have with your vet too. Like, because for me, the in-home ones, they weren't my, they weren't my traditional, like my normal vet, right? Mm -hmm. So you have to kind of like 
feel that out. Like what, you know, is, is it traumatic for your dog to go to the vet? If it is, try in home if you can, if you can afford it. Cause it's just, it is there. It's in what? There. It runs what? A thousand? Oh gosh. It depends. <laughs> Cause I, Jackson's was like 600, but then Chloe's was a thousand, but they started charging extra for weekends. And then just, I, after I mean, hours, I also live, I live far, so yeah. that doesn't help. Um, so there's, there, there's things. I mean, my mom's cat was even $1,000. I mean, he was a big cat. He weighed like 22 pounds. But um, yeah, it's just... It's so It's expensive. expensive. Why not, you know, doing it like in a vet's office is like, you know, 300, 400 bucks. Um, yeah. With getting the ashes back and stuff. So, I mean, budget-wise, I mean, it kind of depends on what you can do. But I mean, either and, way, just... And it's not bad if you can't yeah, do it. No. If you just say, like, here's the thing. My, um, a guy I used to work with his, I want to say his wife's little dog passed away or something. And he, he called me. He's like, Erica, what do we do with the body? You know, cause it died at home. He's like, what do we, what do you do with the body? If it dies at home, that's what you can, you can call your vet and you can, they'll arrange for the cremation. Another thing too, which people should not feel bad about this at all because it's, it's expensive to do cremation. Mm -hmm. It's expensive to do private cremation. It's expensive to take a dog to the vet. Sometimes it's almost impossible to get a dog to the vet. So there is something called dead animal pickup. You can do that, You yes. put them in a box and you put them outside and they will come pick them up. It's the same thing like if you see a dog that gets hit by a car that passes away. That's the same number you call. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it, yeah. but it is. And I don't think people should feel bad about no. that because, the, again, the, it's a body at that point. And it's gone, and it's at the Rainbow Bridge. And if that's all you can afford, just know that that's an option in your city. Dead, you know, For animal sure. removal. So that's you know, you put them in beautiful little sheet. You put them in the box. I mean, and everybody's then... situation financially and emotionally is different, right? Yeah. So I mean, there's there's no wrong way. I will say, just don't flush them down the yeah. toilet. Yeah. Well, that's like goldfish, right? Oh, oh, oh yeah, only goldfish. Yeah. Okay. But I mean, there's no right or wrong. Um, just know that like when they pass, like, and and you know, if you you do have to choose to euthanize your dog, like. It's the most peaceful gift we can give them. Like it is, it's harder for it's, us. It's it is. It's harder for us than it is for them. Like they're they sleeping. Their purpose. They're sleeping and they're so calm and they're yeah. so comfortable and they don't feel any pain. The worst part is, I would say, probably the the vet. If you have to go to the vet, it's probably a little traumatic because mm-hmm. they remember nail clippings and getting things shoved in their butts. Um, so just do food, right? Bring some food mm-hmm. in, let them have that. And then give them all their favorite treats. They can have chocolate. They can have all the things they can't have this side of the world, like right before they leave. Cause it doesn't, it doesn't, have, it doesn't yeah. hurt their, yeah. their stomachs. Cause they're not going to feel it again, but they get yeah. to eat the yummy chocolate. Yes, exactly. I, something at a vet said, uh, it was like a, a jar of kisses yep. and it said no dog should go to the rainbow bridge without having chocolate, chocolate kisses. Kiss. Yeah. Yep. So, so the, the worst part is probably going to the vet for the dog. And sometimes car rides and then the needle, you know, that's, but it's over in a second, right? We give blood. It's, it hurt for a second and yeah. then it's, it's, and they do it. There's, there's like, I mean, I haven't been a part of any that hasn't been like, like the, the vets care, like they're, you know, and they know, like, I mean, most vets I know aren't doing this just because they, they like to <laughs> put animals down. I mean, most of them are doing this and they, they don't do it just to do it like it they they want to feel right about the decision too because i mean obviously they don't want to be a part of something if it, they don't feel that this dog i mean it happens healthy and dogs get put to sleep or the medical sometimes that's your only option oh, and again yep you can't feel guilty about that nope. because if you don't have it don't let your dog stay at home and suffer you're doing something good for yep. the dog agreed um um so something else too what was i i just had a great thought 
And it's probably going to be life-changing for people and yeah, don't remember that's it That's okay. Um, it'll, it'll come to you when we hit, say, bye, we'll see you yeah. next time. One more day, one more day. But we kind of talked about, too, is the grieving process and how outside people interact with you, too. Mm-hmm. One thing I will say don't say to someone is, well, they had a good life. I already know that, dude. Right. I already fucking <laughs> right. know that. What they didn't have is a long enough life. Right. They never me. do. They will never have a long enough life. Dogs are what, 8 to 15 years is kind of in the span. And if it's sooner than that, oh, man, like that's even like you got robbed of stuff in mm-hmm. a sense. And so don't ever say they had a good life. We already know that. Yep. Like, what could you say to someone? I don't know that. I, and again, I like. I think I'm sorry it is. For your loss. It's uncomfortable. I mean, no, there's no right or wrong. I think in that. I mean, sometimes you can. I mean, I guess there is wrong. You can say definitely wrong things. But, but I, if their heart's right and they're yeah. just trying to be there for you, but just just acknowledge it. If, I think if, just people checking in. I think that's the biggest thing, and I, I know that that's something I really try to do when I have a friend or family member who loses a, a person or a pet. Right? It's just is just check in on them. You know, yeah. they don't. You don't need to like ask a million questions. Just you know, just say hi. Yeah. I mean, honestly, like sometimes if, if they want to say more, you'll know. Like they, you know, and you can just kind of just just acknowledge them and check in with uh, them. Yeah, acknowledge them, acknowledge their loss, mm-hmm. right? Like even if you're like I'm the most awkward person in the world, they don't know what to say. Just say, I, I heard about Fluffy, and I'm really sorry for your loss. Yeah, that's it. Acknowledge it like it's a real loss, not just like oh that person lost their dog. They'll get another one because there's hundred. That's yeah, not no. the point. Like no. it really is. It's, it's a loss. It's a pain. Well, it's, they all hit different. Like every, I don't have kids. Like every one of them's different. These are my babies, mm-hmm. you know? And I, if some, when, when Winston died, I had him from when I was about 15 to, um, 15 and a half years later. So I literally would meet people that didn't know me with Winston right after he passed. And I'm like, this is weird. They don't really know me. Because he was my ride or die. Mm-hmm. I'm not kidding when I say we went tubing down the river together. We slept in because I had drank too much the night before. He went to work with me. We flew places. He was in my car. We ran errands. He, I didn't go anywhere without Winston Churchill. And when people met me without him, I felt naked. I felt like they didn't see There's me. There's a party completely. that was just missing. Yeah. yeah. So it, it is, it's, it's a loss. And if people can just check in, like you said, and just say, I'm thinking about you send flowers. That's great. Acknowledge, like that's an amazing thing to do. Um, you sent me wind chimes after mm-hmm. Tarzan passed and that still means the world to me because they sit right outside my patio. And it's a beautiful sound. It's isn't it? beautiful. And I, every time I look at the sunset, like I see his and I'm like, man, buddy, you're up there. Like, God, see, it's been what, I don't even know how long Two years. it's been. Two years. Yeah. And like, I still see him out of the corner of my eye. I still look at my pack and I'm like, I'm missing one. So this is two years later and it hits different mm-hmm. every dog, every time. So your grief is your grief. And honestly, it sneaks up on you sometimes. I mean, it, it, li- it literally can be like, you're just having a great old day and all of a sudden something, something just yeah. breezes by and you're like, Oh shit, what right. happened? Where did that come from? <laughs> like, I think, and it, it's almost like, it's almost like they breeze by just to say hi. Like I'm, yeah. don't forget about me. I'm yeah. still here. You know, it's, I, and they are just such amazing amazing creatures and and they give their lives for us Mm -hmm. they're loyal we don't deserve them and so something that is kind of a topic that's hard to push back on people is the people that don't stay in the room Mm -hmm. i have a hard time with it i I have a hard time with them not saying yeah same thing too like okay so here's what we're talking about 
people do say this and it's a real thing that they're like, I can't be in the room. It's too hard for me. Okay. Here's the thing. I don't care. Right. Okay. <laughs> you need to be there in the end. Like they need, they end. need to know you're there. Yeah, yeah. Because it's still, they're still alert. They're still aware of your presence. They feel you. They know you're there yeah, and so you're there just, comfort. Just stay in the room. Take a Xanax if you need to. I don't even care if you have like a prescription drug problem. Take your Xanax. Yep. Get in the room with that dog and hold them until the You end. owe it to them. Like, honestly, they, you, you owe, owe it, it to them, them to be They there. would stay by you. Mm-hmm. Now, my dogs might start eating my digits and my fingers. And, but you know what I mean? Like, I think they'd stay yeah, if I yeah. pass. But stay in the room with them. It's the best gift you can give them at the end as your loyal friend that followed you around. And don't take them to the shelter because they're old and you want them to be euthanized. Oh, gosh, like, please happens. do not do that. That happens. Yeah. I mean, it, it, because even the shelter will allow you to stay there. Like you can, if you can't afford to euthanize your dog, you can take them to the shelter to have them euthanize it, but you can ask to stay with them. So don't just dump them there to be scared alone with strangers in a scary place. Like if you can't afford to do it, do it this way, but just be there. Just be there. That's it. Cause it doesn't, even if it is. Not in like, or it's a clinical place and it's not at home or it's not your normal vet. Like just you being there makes it okay. It makes it okay. Yeah. So go in that room, like go in that room with them. Like you don't have to put the needle in. You don't have to stay long. If you don't want to be around a dead body, I get it. Like leave, leave right after, but just like maybe, I don't know, like have someone family with you then to hold you. I don't know, but please be there for your dog. That's such a big deal. And, um, Again, gosh, I had another great thought. What? I don't know. Or, well, I mean, do, do we do to be continued? Like, we can do another one. We'll just no, write it, it down. This is our last one ever. <laughs> gosh. Um, there was something about being in the room and being with the dog. Oh, I know what it is. So there's this old fable, or I don't know what they're called, like kind of an old story of like the world. a wives' tale or something? Not like a wives' tale because okay. it's not really a, okay. a thing, but like a, a really good, like we'll call it like a Viking story. So... How you treat your dog in this world is how they will treat you in the underworld. And not underworld, like, dark and scary. But right, right, Basically, right. They're, I, I forget what... If someone knows us, send it to me because I'm lazy and I'm not Googling it. But basically, when you pass and your dog has passed before you, they're waiting for you at the river of life. And so how you treated your dog in the, the human world is how that dog will guide you in the underworld. And they are your guide to get you over that bridge or that river of life. So think about that. You leave your dog hanging at the end, he may not be there to pick you up. And that's your guide for the underworld. Mm -hmm. And I love that because I know Tarzan is waiting for me and he will protect me. Not that it's scary again. It's just this beautiful image I've conjured in my head of this underworld. And it's, my dog is like my my fearless guide and and I treated him so well and he's waiting for me to take I'm care of me I'm envisioning lots of food when I get there because that's I mean that's what I did. okay it's not a buffet <laughs> well I feel life. like I feel like that's what Jackson and Chloe are gonna be there. Like, they're like she gave us all this food <laughs> it's just a beautiful image that's, I know I love it I'm joking so I wasn't like, trying to be about it. it if you bail on your dog you're gonna get a you're gonna get no welcome from them on that you other might side. drown like right away because you're like they're yeah. not gonna be there to, to right. show you the way so think about that if you can't do it do it for your dog grief it looks different for every person grief looks different at every season in your life there's no every right dog, or wrong there's no right or wrong don't feel guilty on the decisions you have to make because i have guilt that i didn't 
take care of Winston when he needed me to. So I'll live with that forever. Um, but I've learned from it and I won't do that again with a dog. Well, and I think that's, that is something too, because you, you do learn, right? Like I said with Colby, like I, you know, his, his was so fast. I learned with Bubba, I didn't want it to be traumatic. And I, you know, I mean, I think you do learn, you learn something with every single passing and they're, I mean, they're all different too. Like Chloe's and Jackson's, they were both very different and it's just kind of, it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. okay. So, so what have we learned today in school? that grief, grief is hard is but hard it's and different and different for everyone and it's different with every dog and there's no right or wrong yeah but, and be there for your dog be there for your dog be there for your friends and family that have lost dogs because it is or a cats loss. we're gonna throw cats in there too sure i'm sorry for colby <laughs> and bubba um hey you would have liked colby colby was cool was bubba, like a dog bubba, cat? bubba was mean yeah okay bubba was not like bubba was like your total asshole cat or well, colby my, was cool my husband had a cat and she was 21 when she passed away her and I never had a great relationship because, again, I inherited them in the marriage. Yeah, yeah. And so uh, Pepper was her name. Pep, Salt and Pepper Pretty Kitty Cartwright was her full name. And her and I never had a great relationship. So when she was getting older, we had a cat room, too, because Tarzan liked to mm-hmm. chew on them. And so she was separate. And Dustin had his wisdom teeth removed or something. So he was down for the count, and it was the day. Like, I needed to take her to the vet. and. Oh, no. So I go in the room and she's so old. She's so ancient. And I take her outside. I put all the dogs in. I take her outside. We had beautiful, lush green grass. It was a perfect, sunny, like blue sky, white cloud. It was like perfection. The sun just like gently laid on her. And so I, I just petted her and held her. And she took her last breath with me outside. And it was oh. our moment that we finally got to have. And I got to be there for her when her when Dustin couldn't be. So it was special. Um, so anyway, yes, grief is different, but the big part too is get another dog. It's a, and it's okay. There's no time frame on that. If there's you want to no do it the frame. same day, you want to do it two weeks, you want to do it a year. They need you. Again, there is no time frame. Like it's, yeah. it's when your heart is ready. And if your heart is ready right away, there's nothing wrong with right. that. You're not replacing them. Your heart is big enough yeah. to have a whole lot of dog love in your life. Like yes. you're, you're, and there's we have a plenty lot of dogs of that need yep. love. Yep. So if you just, even if you just want to foster because you're not ready to commit, that's a big thing too, is just to foster. Do it in their honor. I mean, most of these, these animals, like they, they brought to us something, right? Like, and they, there's, you can do something, whether it's you all of us like have a soft spot for seniors. And so you want to foster some seniors or adopt another senior in honor of your dog. Like there's so many ways to yeah. honor them. And again, there's no, it's your journey, but just is that a movie a dog's journey was have you seen that i have it's uh, oh jeez, all the movies with the dogs they kill me i was like in tears have you seen that there's like um it's a it's a reel on instagram and Mm. it's um the two like a guy walks into a room and he's like with an author he's like typing something and he's like I'm so-and-so, I'm the author of uh, Marley and Me. And the guy, like, instantly, like, gets angry. <laughs> and he was like, you wrote Marley and Me? And he was, like, ready to, like, because it, it was, like, the saddest movie. It gets you. Yeah, it gets yeah. you. Like, I mean, I'm always, like, my, my husband makes fun of me because he's like, don't let the dog die in the movie. 
500 humans can die in the movie, yes. but if a dog dies, I like, literally it's, can't oh, I'm, watch I'm a mess. John Wick. Oh, because of I've heard the first scene is the puppy getting killed. That's... So I've never watched the John Wick series. Oh, there's some really good ones. You should because there's like way better. Like it gets, I get it. It gets I better, just... and the bond between him and his daughter <coughs> is adorable. So. I, it's just really hard for me to get. Don't watch that. that one. Watch the rest of them because there's no other dogs dying okay. besides that. So you'll get. Because I mean, it's also really cute. It could be his really great acting skills. I'm not jumping to watch his I mean, movies. Point Break. I mean, come on. Like, uh, that's really this, good. The bus? Yeah, speed? The speed. We can't go under <laughs> Okay, Kiana. Okay. Nailed it. All right. If well, you're listening to this, we appreciate that you did a dog movie. Sorry, yeah, I take yeah, it back. Okay. Um, but, okay, last movie is Have You Seen All Dogs Go to Heaven? Yes. I love that movie. Me too. Charlie. Charlie. I, like, I love that movie so much. I named a little dog named Charlie. Oh, well. Because of that movie. So, I mean, and not only that, they go to the Rainbow Bridge, which if you guys are not familiar with oh, what the Rainbow big, Bridge oh, we, is... we got to talk about the Rainbow Bridge. Okay, so no, you know up. what? I think we should do part two, because there's going to be some stuff I would all share in part two that um, we can we can kind of do. We'll do some Rainbow Bridge talk, and I think we'll uh, we'll make this a, it's a, a real part place. two. I it is a real it's place. It is a real place. And it's magical. It's I wanna magical. Go, like, I want to go. I know humans aren't allowed, really, but I know Marika's up there. I know she is. And we can go, I mean, even, I think, like, I wish that Heaven had visiting hours, because I would totally go visit, and just, like, at least uh, be able to hang or out Or just with see them. them. If we could, like, have a portal where we could see them made whole again, and happy, and, and healthy, playing, yeah. and getting along with other dogs. They don't have any of the ailments that they had on this side, like, yeah. you know, whatever it is, so. Yeah. So, all right, guys, you have Google Vets, so you have a plan. Mm-hmm. Uh, Google the underworld story that I said. And you know what? Honestly, those in-home vets too, they have a, they, like, if you're ever wondering about the quality of life and where you're at with your dog, they have a quiz you can take and it'll oh, tell that's you, great. it'll tell you where, like, you know, where the, the function is. Like, what, like, is your dog having accidents? Is your dog, like, and it, it walks you through it so you can feel more comfortable and confident in your decision. If it is a quality of life issue, if you're kind of on that fence all of them. Um, the one that I've used the most is uh, Laugh of Love. They're they're nationwide. They're everywhere, and they've been absolutely phenomenal. And they have a whole section for Is It the Right Time? I like that Laugh of Love. Laugh of okay. Love, and it's wonderful because then at least you can go into it with education, knowing like you're making the right choice, um, and just kind of even see where you're at. Like if you're on the fence, and it's like, well, you know, you're at a fifty percent. Like you you could probably have a little more time. Then you know you have a little more time, and then you can do all the fun things. And you really know? go to your vet, yeah, and get a, a full medical. Yep. yep. If you can, if you yep. can. But it's a great, it's a great tool. So I definitely recommend Laugh of Love. Check out their their quiz if you're kind of at that questionable state. Is it time or not? It'll tell you. Yeah, but also go to your vet. Oh, that um, too. Yes. Okay, that was a heavy topic, but I feel like it's a needed topic. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not always rainbows and. Happy. But it is Rainbow Bridge. Rainbow Bridge, right. I, yeah. Flowers and butterflies. Flowers and butterflies. <laughs> but it is a Rainbow Bridge. So, all right, guys. If you have lost your dog um, yesterday, 10 years ago, if it's coming up soon, we're just, we're, we'll take it just a second and just remember your dog and all the ones that we've lost because they're all unique and all special. And they're all at the Rainbow Bridge or making their way up there. So let's do a moment of silence. Okay. All right. Um, for all the dogs we've lost, we miss you and we appreciate you. And thank you. And we guys. want to come to Bramble Bridge. Not yet. Take your time. <laughs> Take your time, girl. All right, guys. Thank you so thank much for you. checking in with us, and we'll see you on the next one. Bye. Until next time.
Thanks for listening to another episode of Rescue and Rosé. We'll catch you on the next rescue or the next glass of rosé.